today is, as usual, <laughs> tricky and giving me bothers. Okay, so it's going to be difficult dancing around spoilers. But all right, so this review for No Time to Die will have spoilers for the overall arc. And I'm trying to do the spoilery stuff as of Spectre. So I'm going to hint at stuff in um, No Time to Die and, of course, talk about No Time to Die a bit. But um, flat-out spoilers are stuff you will have seen by the time you've seen Spectre. I'm going to try really hard not to spoil, (laughs) Um, like fully spoil um, No Time to Die, although there might be reasonable speculation possible from the content. Anyway, the first thing I need to say is I really, really, really appreciate the work Daniel Craig put into playing James Bond. The personal sacrifices, the intensity, the the work he's put in, yay man. But there's a there's an underlying flaw, and it's not that obvious. And it's actually <laughs> it gives me a temptation to actually fan edit the movies and take out a few few lines here and there, a couple of scenes. A few lines here and there and actually make improve the entire saga because the first problem is that the the Daniel Craig James Bond are a saga they're like a five movie arc the okay that's kind of cool the downside is the reason of the arc because James Bond okay now James Bond as a as a phenomenon is a double phenomenon first as books they were like quite popular and they're pretty good books but when they when they made the skip to the movies they started a couple of reasonably faithful other books stories and then the James Bond movies became the James Bond movies they perfected the epic spectacle good guys saving the world from bad guys and all kinds of you've got all the tropes and relevant memes there's probably a couple of memes if there aren't i'll create them but anyway definitely lots of memes and stuff the problem is that the daniel craig bonds are basically reduced to sibling rivalry over an asshole with massive daddy issues. And Bond is getting reduced from a world-saving expert to just a guy who kills people for money. And although it is part of the job description, because, of course, when developed, Bond is not a spy. He's a special agent. He's the troubleshooter. He's the guy who goes in and breaks things. 
when nothing else works, nothing else can do. Um, the um, but in that case, in the whole structure of those the the, the Craig bonds, they're all reduced to that petty disagreement. Now there is a there's a principle in storytelling of to make it significant to the audience, you've got to make it personal. Well, I've got to say, if you have to make it personal for it to grab your audience, you're a shit writer. You're making it insignificant because if it is personal, truly personal to the character, it doesn't involve the viewer. Why would I care about those two little idiots in their petty sibling rivalry, which is not explained, except for the fact that daddy liked him better. It's not even there, and it's completely irrelevant to the plots, except for the fact that it's the cause of the entire plots, which is why I figure you could just, like, edit out all the Blofeld explanation of the meta arc, because there is no need for that stupid byplot because well on general principle James Bond is a person who stops bad guys in general principle so at the moment he took out Le Chiffre in Casino Royale he was a threat to Spectre he should have gotten killed now in the general progression of regular James Bond, like in On Earth One, the Bond series, um, he's not personally known. Well, eventually they they hang disbelief and he gets recognized. But there's a there was at least at some point a general some some level of anonymity involved somewhere. Um, but there's a level of knowledge in in the, the the in that that series of movie where basically Blofeld could have had Bond blown up, just mine the building, have it blow up at any point in time. Now, before when they were in the petty revelry thing, maybe not. But the second time Bond takes out a major part of Spectre, yeah, blow up the building, blow up a city block, send qualified assassin, like snipers, to take him out. I mean, the guy has to go to the restaurant. He's He's got an apartment. You can blow up the apartment. I mean, they, they do have the resource to do sh- stuff like that. There's... um. So that's one of my big beef with this series. And that that basically appeared, okay, and um, I agree it is fairly subtle because I didn't notice, well, didn't really notice until I sat down and planned to rewatch the series. And that's where it really hit. I mean, there, there was something, but... I couldn't place it, and that's it. It's just, it's just Betty, and um, very contrary to the, the the entire thing. Now, 
then you get the overall uh okay okay so that's the first problem now you go back in exciting stuff again petty stuff now the next big problem that i have with no time to die which is a very exciting action movie <laughs> if you want to see action it does action it does action very well i would rather have had a good movie with action of that level because that's where some of the stuff breaks down now one of my big problems i've had is a casting problem is that they've got okay the big bad of no time to die i happen to know the actor i've seen him in a few roles before and due to something they did and they also cast another another hit critter and they somehow managed to pick two guys who look at a reason if fairly close so you can actually confuse or i did for most of the movie confuse the big bad and disposable assassin number seven um which is not a good thing there's a couple of other dumb subplots in there i i've enjoyed q mostly but they they forgot and the um suspension of disbelief cast replacement which we've seen on uh, on james bond uh they've cast q as a young it expert he's a new guy i mean it is obvious when you look at him he's a new guy he's not the guy who's had 30 years of james bond bringing back souvenirs instead of the equipment he was issued now he may have known because his predecessor had to deal with but that's not 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 covered or uh, it's not written from that point of view which is like trivial and i i'm kind of getting the feeling that the entire thing was pushed by someone who actually doesn't like james bond i mean it's one of the the teams and points that gets repeated or kind of a I mean, they make the the supposedly supposedly good guys uh, the bad guys in the in most of it. I mean, not the kind of incompetence you can expect from a large organization. But I mean, there's a the internal politics of MI five MI six go pretty sideways from what reality would do i mean you can you can close them for budgetary reason but they get proof that a double o with an with a hacker teaming up with a hacker can take over the world because that's what they do repeatedly movie after movie after movie okay there are double o's that went to the dark side but still 
can't they see the lesson? Can't Bond say, ah, uh, am? This is like the third British agent that associates with a hacker, so maybe we should do the same. Um, but that's still stuff like that. Otherwise, good music, but that's well. Anyway, that that would be a spoiler on that one. Uh, there's good music. There's serious action. Standalone, if you ignore that, is pretty good. And then they completely fuck up the landing, land on his face, breaks his nose, couple of other horrible, 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 horrible. Um, massively disappointing. There's a real fuck up at the end. And the um, the um, yeah, they really do not stick the landing. Really not. There's a couple of interesting twists. There's a couple of interesting ideas thrown in, that which I actually appreciated. There's a couple of important points that should have been made in the series, which are made in the in No Time to Die, which I've tremendously enjoyed. But they really, really, really do not stick the landing, which is extremely disappointing after many years of extremely enthusiastically portrayed action action movie, but not really Bondy. So I approve of Craig. I enjoy Craig. At this point, I'm actually probably going to tell people to actually watch the movie because it's still a fairly good ride. Uh, it's a almost Bondian gri- ride, but it's lacking that that touch of epic. I mean, it's just not there. It's just petty uh, here and there. And um, a petty that doesn't work. I mean, you can't have the scale of megalomaniac world-conquering stuff with such petty motivations. And there's another problem with the big bag and motivation that's exclusive to No Time to Die, uh, which, well, gets again into spoiler territory, which I am trying to avoid. So I am afraid the recommendation, if you've invested time and effort and money and watching Daniel Craig and you actually enjoy Daniel Craig on screen, you, I mean, go ahead. It's not, it's not that horrible. It's <laughs> the, the, 90% of the movie is excellent, which is why I'm so annoyed at it. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. This movie is too good to mess up this badly. And the rest of the series are fairly close. I mean, that's it. That's what bothers me the most. Uh, so overall recommended, except for that problem. Um, although, go for the the uh, other collections and rewatch the real stuff it's much more it should be much more satisfying